0: Um, The righteousness of God is not the righteousness of man, but the righteousness of God. And you have to know and understand that God, God imputed righteousness in you. Okay, Uh, this is a God thing, not a you thing. So God's righteousness is, is truly God's actions within you because he put them in you. And so that's what he wants out of you. Therefore, he doesn't want you just to be a, a sayer of the word. He wants you to be a doer of the word. Here, here's what you got to know and understand. Paul breaks it down in Romans that, you know, by grace we've been saved. And even if you keep sinning, that doesn't change God's love for you. But it does bring consequences. Okay. So I, I'm saying all that to say to, to the believers. Okay. Okay what do you truly believe because if you believe that you could do anything that you want to do and get away with it that just won't work for you okay it doesn't work for anybody um what you reap you sow amen. or what you sow you reap amen, amen. <laughs> so whatever you sow i mean you're going to reap it and so when you when you sow when you sow good you reap good right And and so, and so um, they say, Paul says this, he says, well, if you keep sinning and the more you sin, grace abounds. And then he said, well, should you keep on sinning? He says, no, heaven forbid, no, no, don't do that. (laughs) You know, and, and it's like we take advantage of grace, right? We take grace for granted. Because, because we know God is a forgiving, loving, patient God. But how many of you are ready to just embrace better life? Amen. Amen. Yes, Wouldn't it be something if you just believe to the point that you could walk up to somebody that's sick and you just believe? that the power of God is in you. And because you're so connected, because there's no sin between you, that you could just walk up and speak life to something that was dying. And it turns around and start living because of what you spoke. The power of God being activated outside of you is going to be based on how you live your life hmm. I was talking to one of the ministers earlier. I was talking to him and I said, you know, when when you learn that it's more than about you, when God gives you this this power, he he imputes righteousness and he doesn't impute righteousness in you. So so that if you mess up, you can say, oh, I messed up. No, he imputes righteousness in you so that you can bring that kingdom of God right down to the earth realm Amen. and dominate. And it's time for the body of Christ to come together and let the word have its way with us and suffer into humiliation. If they did it, yeah, they did it. But it doesn't change who God is and who he called you to be. And stuff is going to happen in life. And if it happens to you, God meant for it to happen so that he could raise you up in it. Are you ready to let God have his way with you even when you don't feel like it? That's what I'm talking about. Paul says, he says, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. That's what he wanted. He wanted salvation. It says, for I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. They had a zeal for God, but were unknowing because it wasn't based on a relationship with God. Let's get personal for a minute. If you don't have a personal relationship with God, that means you are dependent upon somebody else teaching you about him. But God wants a personal relationship with you. So that he could feed you knowledge. And bring revelation to you. With knowledge and revelation becomes wisdom in action. And without knowledge and revelation, it is you will you will never function in the wisdom of God. Amen. Functioning outside of the wisdom of God, you will make a whole lot of mistakes. So he says, they had zeal. They wanted to get to the house but they had no relationship. They get to the house and go through the experience of saying I was in church. I'm going to pause for a minute because I know what the scripture's saying. I used to go to church and used to say on my way, I'm going to go give God his two hours. Because the rest of the time belongs to me. <laughs> Some of you laugh because you thought like that, too. How can you, everything belongs to God already. I was outside of relationship, but I was in a religion, a religious body of believers, but I had no relationship myself. And sometimes you come to church, but God wants a relationship with you. He doesn't want you to come in when you feel like it. He wants you to come in because he chose you. Hallelujah. So they had a problem. Verse three, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness. Have not submitted to the righteousness of God. That says a lot. That's why we st- we couldn't get away from that verse last week. We spent the whole night because because the righteousness of God is something that He did; it's not nothing that man could do. And so they were ignorant because they were still caught up in the law that Moses brought forward. And so in the law of righteousness, the Ten Commandments was um, a law where there were rules and people tried to keep all the rules. And if you're trying to keep all the rules, breaking news, you're going to fail. No one is capable of keeping all the rules except for Jesus. Thereby, God says, I have to deliver you through grace and impute righteousness in you so that I can work righteousness out of you for those who believe. The problem is our belief system because we believe we can get away with this. So we do it. And we believe. We even believe that sometimes we can say what we feel because we think in our own thought process, our own self-righteousness, we think if we say it, then we've done our job. I just told them off. And so we get outside of the will of God and begin to operate in what's called self Righteousness. I hear people say, I'm a work in progress. God knows I'm a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. We'll keep progressing. You're not a work in degress. You're a work in progress. And the moment you take on a demonic action, you have degressed. Instead of progress. And God is a God that is moving you forward. And you're wondering why you haven't got to the vision that God has shown you. And you know you're supposed to be further along. It's because you have not allowed God to have his way. And we think it's cool. That's not cool. So he, he's breaking it down that um, if if it says God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness <clears throat> have not submitted to the righteousness of God. And so he's saying that there was no submission. In other words, you, you, you want to do what you want to do when you want to do it, because you still believe that you have the right to dictate. What's right? Isn't that something? Somebody say help, Lord. Now that we admit that we need God's help. See, God is so awesome. He imputes righteousness in us. And then he waits for us to ask for help. He says, I'm a very present help. When? In a time of need. Now, how many of you admit you need his help? Oh. Okay, here's the key. Here's the key. When you know you need his help, you know when you're about to blow your fuse. Call on him then. You, you, you know how you can get to church and just smile, and everybody's smiling at you, and you and you get happy when praise and worship. Something happens to you because God's system works that way. You know, even Saul, when Saul was getting angry, David would come and the worshiper came in and would play some worship music to soothe them. Because why? God has a system. Worship works. Amen. And so instead of being mad and staying mad because you feel you have a right to be mad based on what they did, what gives you that right? Amen. They did what they did. It should not change who you are. do we allow someone else other than God to control what we believe let the wrong person say the wrong thing and all of a sudden you didn't change okay let's 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 get into this because I believe that we're going to need to become slaves to righteousness. Okay. Let's find out how we do this. Verse number four, let's go. For Christ is the end of the law, for righteousness everyone who Okay. So then, how many of you believe that Christ is the end of the law? All right. The Ten Commandments no longer hold you. Jesus does. And all you have to do is hold on to him. And if you hold on to him, he'll work everything through you. But if you continue to try to keep the law, you will never be able to keep the law because you trying to keep the law is your mind working on trying to keep the law, and your mind has nothing to do with God's righteousness. As a matter of fact, your mind is the reason why you've been failing. Because your mind, when you allow anything to enter into your thought process, and you believe it other than Christ is all in all, and he has worked everything out. He lives inside of you. He's taking care of you, and he has total ownership of you. Anything else is a big old lie. Amen. Amen. People do not own you. People don't determine whether you get a check on Friday. They might sign it, but they wouldn't sign it unless God gave them power to sign it. God's in charge of everything. And so he sends his son to do something that's shifted the whole world. It was, he changed everything. In one action, Christ changed everything. And we make that action void by trying to do everything our way instead of his way. When we operate outside of the will of God, we're saying that what Christ did for us doesn't matter to us. Shout! <laughs> I believe. Verse number five. Okay. So, so the man who does those things should, will live by those things. So, the the righteousness of the law, the the one who's focused on law will live by law. But God didn't do all that he did. He wants us to focus on Jesus. And see, what happens is, and this is how you know your focus is on law, when you're judging what somebody else did wrong. Did I run out of here now? <laughs> they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna get me tonight. <laughs> because Jesus died for everyone's sin, even the one that hurt you. But the moment you begin to judge what somebody else does wrong, you are operating in the law instead of in the righteousness of God. Now let's look at righteousness for a minute. The righteousness of God when Christ, when Jesus did it all, He He did it all on the cross, and the ones that they were that was trying to kill Him. He said, Father, forgive him. He wasn't saying, oh, God, get him. He he said this about me. God, get them out. They did me wrong. And we focus on what somebody did wrong. Why do we do that? And we focus on what's wrong. How about this? Focus on Jesus and don't take your eyes off of Jesus and know that if it's meant to be right, Jesus know how to make wrong right. He knows how to make sick well. He knows how to make dead alive. Yeah. Jesus can do it. Let's go verse 6. Okay, let's go. Amen. So so the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. The word is in your heart, the word is in your mouth. So if you let out the word, you speak life. If you let something else out, you speak death. And so the word is already in you. The word is near you and it's in your heart and it's in your mouth. And so if this is God's system and he set it up so that we would not fail because it's not up to us to fail. His grace will keep us no matter what. Look back at verse six. It says, but the righteous, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. The righteousness of faith speaks. Now, faith is believing. Now, how many of you believe you have the word in you? How many of you believe that the word is near you? See, see the God has created a system that is in you, it is, it is above you, and so because because it's, it's near you, because that's his spirit on the outside, and there's an attachment. So if you don't have nobody to agree with you, you can agree with your spirit and his spirit and bring things into right into existence just because you believe, right? And that's called faith. Faith is believing in the move of God, not in the move of man. I want you to get faith down because if you believe in people, people will let you down always. And that's the problem. We put our faith in people. I I want to I want to ask this question. How many of you have messed up before? All right. Now just just because of that, right there, you have a reference. Don't put your faith in yourself. Don't put your faith in nobody else. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So the just, and, and Romans 1.16 says, the just shall live by faith. Faith in what? Faith in Jesus Christ. He's proven you can trust him. He's, he set righteousness in place all by himself. Let's, let's, let's do that. Let, let's go to Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Verse 10 put verse 10 on the board Anthony verse 10 we there verse 10 let's go somebody read it stop right there for the death that Christ died he died to sin once and for all so when he died he died to heal sin for everybody hallelujah thank you Lord Keep going. But the life that he lives, now get this. But the life that he lives, he lives what? Uh, So if he lives in us, our life should be where? To God. It is no longer our life, but we should live to please God. Verse 11. So likewise. We should be dead to sin. In other words, if we're pleasing God, it's hard to sin. If you're pleasing you, you're going to sin. Keep going. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Okay, so it says, don't let sin rain okay and it talks about in the lust right and that's more than sexual okay you know how you're burning to tell somebody off (laughs) you know burning to get them back or you know just you can't let that that burn uh you bring you shouldn't allow that to take you into obeying that because that's self-pleasing, which is self-righteousness. Bible says that we must deny ourselves, take up the cross, and follow Jesus. Amen? Verse 13. Stop right there. So do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin don't let no part of you take on an unrighteous lifestyle not even your thought process let's go and your members as what righteousness to God okay now we're going to get to okay what does this look like keep going let's go verse 14 so sin shall not have dominion over you. So if sin doesn't have dominion over you, then you must have dominion over it. That means you have the power not to sin. For you are not under the law anymore. You are under grace. Verse 15. Mhm God forbid. Keep going. Mhm more now now check this out when jesus did what he did he set us free from all sin and the only way we sin now is we have a different belief system that gets compromised by other spirits. And then you would do what the other spirits tell you to do because they're trying to change your belief system. Mm. But you were made righteous. How many of you believe that? And you became slaves. Now, a slave obeys his master. The question becomes, do you believe that the righteousness of God owns you? Hallelujah! Do you believe that the righteousness of God is in you? Do you believe that when Jesus went to the cross, he did it so he could have a relationship with you? Go ahead and say I'm a, slave to I'm a slave to righteousness. Okay. God's righteousness. Now go back. Let's go back to um chapter ten. We have verse eleven or ten. Eleven. Put lemon on the board. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. So if you make a stand for Christ that you're going to do it his way, you will never be put to shame. Which brings me to the other half. If you choose not to do it his way, you will be brought to shame. Because God will expose so that he could heal. You know, God God is so, sin is sickness. And anytime you try to hide anything that's sick, it can't get well. But when you expose it and get get the get the anointing, the ointment on it, then it can heal. Let's go verse twelve mm-hmm. okay He said it is rich to all who call upon him verse verse thirteen. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How many of you are saved? That means you called on him. You know, I used to say, well, people call on him. But I thought about it for a minute. They would never call on him unless he revealed himself to them. So then it is our job for us to bring revelation to others who don't know who Jesus is. And how are we going to do that? By showing them the righteousness of God and not the righteousness of self. That's why God put righteousness in you so that you can lead others to him. He has a system. You know how people could do do you wrong, and you say it's okay. I love you anyway, and they look at you like what? Well, that's different. That's righteousness of God in action. You were supposed to tell them off and tell them how 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 much they did wrong, but when you just tell them it's okay, I've done wrong too. But Jesus, he died for all my wrongs, and he died for yours, too. Yeah, but you're supposed to be mad at me. Yeah, but I don't belong to me. I belong to him. Well, how did you get that way? I didn't do it. He did me. Well, can he do me, too? I was waiting on that one. <laughs> See, it just leads it just leads that way and so God will put you in a position so that you could demonstrate his righteousness and we've been we've been getting offended God says I trust you I chose you offense is going to happen so that righteousness can be revealed You ought to give him a hand of praise for that. Fourteen. So there's a question. It says, how, you know, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And then how can they even hear? And so they're asking a question in writing, but the question's already been answered. That's why God called men and sent his spirit into certain men that would be bold enough to share the revelation that he gives them to the rest to build up and edify the body and that others would hear it and because they hear it, they get saved. Because they hear it, your belief system changes. I got to stop right there because you have to understand. You believe crazy because you've been in a crazy world. The more word you hear, the word is changing you. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Therefore, you need to get in the word of God and be in the church where the preacher is preaching. That's why you can come to church and it feels like the preacher is just talking to you. But God will send the word for the whole house and they'll think it's just for them. Hallelujah. Do that. Do that. Do that. We live by faith. And when, when you hear the word, it's changing your thought. It's washing all that old self righteousness out of you. And it's building a belief system in the Christ that is dwelling in you. That's good stuff. Say, I need the word. I need the word. (laughs) All right, let's go. Verse, um, finish that verse. How beautiful. Last a Amen. So we need this word because it's feeding the righteousness that Christ died to produce. And it's already there. We have everything that we need already in. It's already in there. And you got to believe it. The world taught you to panic. The world taught you to freak out. The Bible teaches you to faith out. That's what it teaches you. God shows that everyone that he used Went through a journey where it looked all bad. And he made it all good. So God says, I'm making good out of every bad situation that looks bad according to the worldly mind and according to other people's mind. He says, but my righteousness is going to shine through whatever you're going through. Only if you believe. Hallelujah. I'm, I want to talk to the believers. Yes. Is there any believers in here? Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, Lord. I hear you, Lord. God has always shown up to show off his righteousness. And now he says. I'm trusting you to walk around with it. So, are you gonna show you off, or are you gonna show him off? Because it's showtime. Give God a hand of praise.